God did not teach me to hunt a scripture when I had a problem. God taught me to turn to him in prayer, asking him for help. Asking him for wisdom. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all liberally, and it shall be given him. James 1.5 God taught me to pray, to turn to him, to pour out my heart before him, to express my feeling to him, to let my request be made known unto God, as Paul says to do, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. He did not teach me to hunt a scripture when I had a problem. Mostly, I avoid hunting a scripture when I have a problem. Instead, I pray, and then if a scripture is called to my attention after prayer, I zero in on that scripture, believing that it was brought to me by the Holy Spirit who searches the heart of God to show us what to do in situations of this life. It's totally different from hunting a scripture by your own natural mind, by taking up a Bible and reading it to hunt a scripture to try to claim it for the solution. That's yourself doing it. That is your own self, your own mind, reading your own language in a written Bible. Following the Spirit of God is not that way. Following the Spirit of God is when He speaks to us by His Spirit recognizing that the Spirit of God brought that, not myself. Therefore, it is safe to take that scripture and follow it in all situations pertaining to that problem. Recently, God called two scriptures to my mind by His Holy Spirit. Both of them were concerning a very expensive car that I was considering buying. I had the money saved and I was considering do I have the approval of God or do I have a stop sign from God? 
If the Holy Spirit had brought to my attention, be content with such things as ye have, I would have seen it as a stop sign not to buy that car, not to buy it. But that's not what I heard from the Holy Spirit. Instead, I heard the following two scriptures. Psalm 84, verse 11. The Lord God is a sun and shield. He is a light to our path to show us what to do, but he's also a shield to keep us from going in a way that would be harmful to us. Psalm 84, 11, the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them who walk uprightly. Just this morning, I awoke thinking of this scripture, saying it aloud, focusing on each line of that scripture. God is the sun and shield. He will show us what to do, a light to our path. But he will also stop us from doing something that would hurt us. The Holy Spirit brings to our mind a scripture to show us the way to go or to stop us from going in the way we are planning or considering. As long as we have God's approval by the Holy Spirit, it is safe to pursue the project. Or if we have a scripture showing us not to do this, we must stop that project. For it is dangerous to us. God knows the future. He knows what is coming in our to our lives. He knows what we will need. He is a son to us, showing us the path to take. He is also a shield to us to stop us when we're going a wrong way. The second scripture called to my mind is 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. What that means to me is this. Them that are rich in this world, those of us who have no debt and have saved money and have the money to pay for the item are rich in this world. But you must not be high-minded. 
What high-minded meant in the days of the Bible was arrogancy. What high-minded means today, according to the dictionaries, is being high-principled and moral. It's a totally different meaning from the days of the Bible than the days we live in today. So really what this scripture is saying to us is charge them that are rich in this world, have money saved, have that CD, don't have any debt, don't be high-minded, arrogant, nor trust in those uncertain riches. Riches can fly away. That money can become worthless that's in the bank. I'm very aware of that. I prayed a few months ago when we had some kind of financial report that looked bad for the United States. I prayed, asking God, what should I do about the money I have in the bank and the two savings accounts that I have at that bank? What should I do? I didn't hear anything to do. So I have to have faith that there's nothing for me to do at this point in time. And if there comes a time when there's something to do, I have to have faith that God will show me. For one of the things the Holy Spirit does is show us things to come. That is the scripture, John chapter 16, verse 13. The Holy Spirit guides us into all truth and shows us things to come. By reading the Bible, we can then have faith that the Holy Spirit will do this in our lives today. But to hunt a scripture to claim as a promise is a very dangerous way to go because it can be your own flesh leading you. But to sit quietly and pray and wait and hear when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, that is a total assurance. For example, I was considering having new upholstery put on my 25-year-old car. And as I thought about this, I heard from God by the Holy Spirit the following. Or you could just buy a new car. I hadn't thought of that. I responded, that's right, because I've sold a house in Texas. I have almost $300,000 sitting in two CDs, so certainly I could buy a new car. God was showing me a better way for me to go. I like to wait until I've heard from God before I read the Bible. 
I like to hear directly from God by the Spirit of God and follow that. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. There is a big difference between walking after your own desires and your own thinking and your own natural eyes. I read the Bible, but it's usually not trying to find an answer. I turn to God and pray for the answer and then follow what the Holy Spirit gives me. The flesh would lead us opposite to the way of God. The devil will lead us in ways opposite to the word of God. It is by the Spirit of God hearing what the Spirit of God says to us, following the Spirit of God, that we are safe in the issue at hand. There is a very big difference between taking a Bible and trying to find the answer to your problem versus praying and waiting for the Spirit of God and going in that direction, which could be a scripture or it could be a concept. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Pam Paget is a person led by the Spirit of God. I live in her house in Colorado Springs in a bedroom which she built downstairs. A true person of faith in God, in what God says to her. She was working as a computer programmer at FedEx and making over 100000 I think, a year salary. And she saw a scripture which the Holy Spirit illuminated to her. In this case, she was reading the Bible, but she wasn't actually looking for an answer but the Holy Spirit gave her an answer as she read Micah chapter 2. And it pertained to her high-paying job at FedEx. Verse 10. Arise ye and depart, for this is not your rest, because it is polluted. It shall destroy you even 
with a sore destruction. And she knew it pertained to her job at FedEx. She recognized it as the Holy Spirit caused this scripture to jump out at her. The management had been speaking things that she knew were not true. She had told them these things were not true. It was polluted at her job. And it would destroy her in time. For you can't stay in corruption and not be corrupted. It's just impossible to continue in it. She prayed, of course, are you showing me to leave my job at FedEx to retire? She could take early retirement at a considerable financial loss. But she could take early retirement and leave. One day, we received an email, I suppose it was, from Pam telling us that she was taking early retirement from FedEx. I was very concerned. I knew she was making lots of money, at least in my view, lots of money. But I knew she knew how to follow God, just like I did. We follow God the same way. We're not following our mind. We're following what the Holy Spirit shows us. And what she was shown is Micah chapter 2, verse 10. Arise ye and depart, for this is not your rest, because it is polluted. It shall destroy you, even with a sore destruction. She went from approximately $10,000, I think, a month, to 2,000-something a month. She came along and followed God every step of the way in moving me from Texas to Colorado to live in her home. I sold the house in Texas, and the first thing I was shown is you can buy a new car. Pam then had a new car. Now, unfortunately, I didn't ask God concerning specific brands, and I was going by my own reasoning and bought the wrong car. But three and a half years later, I bought the right car. She's had two new cars. Not one, but two. She thought she'd never be able on her reduced salary to buy a car. And we've had two cars. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or even think through the power that reigneth in us. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm quoting that scripture by memory, so 
I'm going to look it up right now and read it directly. I know I have a word or two translated. Ephesians 3.20 Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. The power that works in us is the power of the Holy Spirit who searches the heart of God to reveal to us the will of God in the matter at hand. And that is pure power without human wisdom. It's a power of God, the Holy Spirit living in in us that searches the heart of God to reveal the will of God in that situation that we are living in at this moment. One other scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. The Apostle Paul says, starting in verse 6, Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, among them who are born again and made perfect by God. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. The things I speak would be foolishness to the natural man to the person who's not born again. Start now at verse 9 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. But as it is written, I have not seen, and that's written in the Old Testament, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, the wisdom of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know things that are freely given to us by God, which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Four things that the Holy Spirit does for us. He teaches us all things. All things. I believe that to be spiritual things and natural things. And he reminds us of everything Jesus has said so we'll know the way to go. That's John chapter 14, verse 26. 
Now, in John chapter 16, verse 13, two more things that the Holy Spirit does. He will guide us into all truth, and he will show us things to come. That's four things the Holy Spirit will do shown in those two scriptures. Teaches us all things, reminds us of all things Jesus has said, guides us into all truth, and shows us things to come. That is the power that dwells in us. The Holy Spirit is the power of God. Jesus told the apostles to remain in Jerusalem until the power of God came to them. And that was the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1, And then Jesus ascended into heaven after he spoke those words. And the apostles watched him go up into heaven. Power of the Holy Spirit is a mighty power from God living in us who reveals to us the will of God in the issue at hand. And there is no counsel or wisdom against the wisdom of God, the mind of God, the thinking of God. If you have the word of God on this subject, you have all you need to go in spite of all opposition. I've had much opposition from various church members, but I had the word of God leading me. So everything I did worked out as I went in the way shown me by the Holy Spirit. One time I did something that caused an uproar, really. My best friend came to me and said, Joan, is there any way you could be wrong about this? And I said, no. That's all I said. She left me and had no more association with me and went to an Episcopal church, which she could understand with her mind. When you have the counsel of God, you have all you need. You don't need the opinion of anyone else. You simply go in that counsel. That is a scripture in Proverbs 21, verse 30. There is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord, who is the word that comes down from heaven to us by the Holy Spirit of God. There is no wisdom nor understanding, nor counsel against that word. Some of you will not understand what I've spoken today, 
you're not really born again. If you were born again, you would understand it. Some of you will have your eyes opened by God as a result of this podcast. And you will see immediately what I'm speaking and understand. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.